Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. What's up, everybody? It's Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with Adam Hill as we recap the Raiders' third preseason win over the Miami Dolphins, 15-13 to the final. Adam, they held on to that win, got lucky with uh, Miami Dolphins kicker not being able to make a final field goal there late in the game. But overall, what did you think of the Raiders' effort in this game here against Miami? Yeah, I mean, obviously the final score doesn't matter at all. Uh, in the in the end, nobody's going to me- remember if he made a kick, missed a kick, with third stringers on the field trying to set up that drive. Completely irrelevant to, uh, to the <laughs> of what's going on. So yes, uh, the things that you were looking for tonight, I think some of them you came away thinking positively, and some of them you came away thinking, okay, maybe this is an issue. Uh, let's start with maybe some of the positives. I know the first couple of games there was some question marks about some of the coverages on punts and kickoffs did better in that area tonight. Uh, I think some of the big returns that they allowed a little bit of personnel, but really there was a couple of penalties and those were called back. So you don't really, you don't really know how that would have gone had those penalties not occurred. Uh, But in the end, it's also preseason. You're working some things out. So really not much of an issue there. Interior of the defensive line. I mean, that was a big one. The interior of the defensive line has been just brutalized the first couple of games. Uh, It gashed in the run game by some backup running backs and backup offensive line, but it was also backup defensive line players for the Raiders. That was cleaned up tonight. Some of that was Jonathan Hankins being back in the lineup. Some of it was just guys kind of putting their foot in the ground and saying, we're not going to let this happen anymore. So I thought that was impressive. Uh, But on the other side of things, there were some areas of concern that might still be a concern, starting with the right side of the offensive line, in particular the tackle. Didn't really matter who played there. Didn't look great at all tonight. Alex Leatherwood was kind of brutalized on a couple of uh, a couple of plays that really stood out. Uh, but really, nobody stood up and uh, and kind of took that role over. There, Munford, of course, didn't play. He's kind of been taking a lot of first team reps lately. Uh, Brandon Parker still missing. Uh, we don't know really his status long term with the Raiders. But you know, really, really concerning. I think on the right tackle position right now, still with only a couple weeks to go until the regular season. Yeah, you mentioned Alex Leatherwood. I believe he had given up a couple of sacks there in the second quarter with Nick Mullins under center, and then he was replaced by uh, Jermaine Illuminor and Jackson Barton. Uh, although this is, like you said, preseason, and they're ch- still trying to sort that out. Is In your opinion, I know you just said it kind of, but is there anybody really taking the lead here on that right tackle job? I mean, honestly, I think right now it's there Munford. I mean, he's the guy that has looked good in practice. He's kind of held his own in some of the one-on-one drills, um, taken some first-team reps and done fairly well against that fearsome Raiders pass rush in practice. Now, we don't know what his injury is. We he saw, we saw them leave the field the other day uh, during practice with some athletic trainers. He has not returned to practice and obviously didn't play tonight. So definitely wanted to hear what the long-term status of him uh, could be. But right now, I think he's the guy that's kind of stepping up and, and taking control of that position, at least for now. Uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans on online are speculating, hey, maybe the starting right tackle week one is not on the roster right now. I think that's very possible. They could look outside for help. But, you know, right now you're trying to find out who on this team can help you during the season. And, you know, while I saw some good plays from Alex Leatherwood tonight, I think there was plays that you, that you look at and say, wow, that guy is was picked in the first round for a reason. He's really got a lot of talent. There was all too many that didn't go well. You mentioned the, you know, the sacks, but. 
you know, one sack in particular where he was just, you know, the defensive end just blew by him. And it's not even a guy that's probably going to be in the rotation for the Dolphins. Uh, that was not a good rep. But the play just before that, I think, was even worse because he got, you know, he, he was in good stance. He came out of his stance. He was ready to block and then just got absolutely shoved back in uh, to Nick Mullins. And it wasn't a sack. It, it went in his incomplete pass because he he basically, you know, made the contact with Mullins as he was driven back. That's a troubling rep right there. And that, that that's a, you know, a former third round pick that's been in the league for a long time that really kind of, you know, taught him a lesson there. But these are lessons that you probably wanted to learn last year. And I, I know that there's some concern now about exactly how ready Alex Leatherwood would be if he's the starting right tackle week one. How concerned are you if you're Derek Carr watching this game back home? I know a lot of them didn't make the trip. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, also Colton Miller and Derek Carr all stayed home. But still, if you're watching that in your car and you're back home, what are your initial thoughts right now? What do you think is going through his mind? Uh, Well, I mean, I think the one thing that's going through his mind is, hey, uh, let me text my guy, Colton Miller, who's also not playing and remember that he's there and he'll be there uh, as that stalwart left tackle. And when you have Colton Miller out there, it also makes everyone else better. It, it, he'll help with communication. It'll help with some of the pickups on the stunts that they're having some trouble with. Like he stabilizes a lot. So I don't think you're panicking if you're Derek Carr watching this, but I do think you're kind of wondering, all right, that, that right tackle, the guy's going to be protecting my front side. Um, who is that going to be? And is he going to be good enough uh, for us to go out and compete and try to win games? I think that's what's going through Derek Carr's mind. And and I think he has a lot of confidence. He's talked about the confidence he has in his teammates and and also in the staff to know that, hey, if there's not somebody that's going to step up and be that guy, uh, then they will go out and find somebody. There's still some cap room. There's some flexibility there. There's going to be guys that are released uh, that they can go find. I don't think there's anybody on the market right now that they're particularly interested in, but uh, there'll be some guys that are available. And I think that they will go out and at least find some competition for these guys. But again, don't forget, I do think that there's probably some hope that Thayer Munford is that guy and he just wasn't out there. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. Moving to the defensive line, we saw Jordan Jenkins go down in this game. Somebody they just brought in in this last week here in training camp. Uh, do you know anything yet about that injury? And, and if he is severely injured or, you know, we never want to hear that for a player. But if it is a terrible injury, like what do you think that does for this team and that line? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy they brought in for depth. They're trying to find that, you know, those depth pass rusher situational guys. And he's been a guy that's had some sacks. Uh, in the NFL in the past. Uh, you know, of course, as you said, never want to see that happen. Never want to speculate on what the injury could be, but he's a guy that hasn't been in camp at all. Came in just a couple of days of practice and then went out there and tried to play. Uh, so we'll find out tomorrow, maybe. From, I say that usually uh, the day after uh, in a press conference, you'll find out the extent of some of the injuries. Not really true of this team. I'm sure we'll find out almost nothing uh, from the team tomorrow at the at the press conference, but um, we'll certainly monitor uh, his status. And, and you know that's another guy that, uh, they can go out and you know find another body to come in, and they're just kind of looking for depth with those pass rushers right now. And um, it's not a massive pressing concern. They know that they've got the starters in place. They got a little bit of depth with Malcolm Coons, but uh, I think that they want to find a couple other guys that can step up. Oh, by the way, I I just mentioned Malcolm Coons. Deshaun Bauer continues to step up 
in that spot. So I, I, I think that there's very little concern about the, you know, the pass rushing edge situation right now with this team, uh, especially if Tayshawn Bauer continues to play the way that he did. More guys stepping up. Luke Masterson's had that green dot here and a few, a lot of situations with the Raiders. And uh, again, today, then you see him, he kind of got shook up a little bit there, but did come back. What have you made of Luke Masterson and also Darian Butler uh, getting opportunities here tonight? Yeah, uh, Masterson, I think just, it's just been steady. I don't think there's anything spectacular that's standing out, but I don't think that that's what they're looking for. They just want, you know, a steady player, especially when you have uh, a guy like him that's coming in with not a lot of fanfare and you just want to see what you have. When you don't have to worry about him, when he's just making the right play, uh, that's what you want. You don't necessarily need anything to be spectacular. That could come later when he's got everything else down. Uh, Butler is a guy that did kind of flash in some spots. I think I think just the almost the opposite of him in that, there was a couple of plays where he was really, really good. And then a couple of plays that I, th- I thought, okay, he's still a, uh, you know, he's still an undrafted rookie tr- coming in, trying to learn a lot. So uh, two different kind of players, I think, but uh, <laughs> both, both, I think have made their case uh, to be on this roster once opening day comes around. Let's talk about somebody we know who will make the roster. Jonathan Abram. He had a big tackle. It looked for a minute there that it was a fumble on the play. I saw you tweet that it wasn't, but what, what did you see there out of Jonathan Abram and the fundamentals that he put together to make that play happen? Yeah, that, I mean, that was really good. And that's what we know Jonathan Abram can do, right? He can play in the box. He can, he can, you know, find guys, find ball, hit ball. I mean, that's what Jonathan Abram does. And then on that play, you saw what he can do on the back end. I mean, we know what he can do close to the line. And there you saw what he can be in, you know, his own coverage look where he can find, you know, a receiver separated from the ball. Uh, it was, it was incomplete. He broke up the pass, but a lot of Raiders fans were uh, flipping out saying it should be a fumble. It wasn't, but a really, really good play by Jonathan Abram. The problem is he was on the field in the first place. Uh, that's not a veteran player. That was a former first round pick does not want to be in the game in that situation. Uh, I, I I don't know exactly what the plans are for this staff with Jonathan Abram, but if I were him, I would have gotten the message that I better do a lot of work in these next two weeks to make sure that I am on the roster. Another guy still fighting to make the roster, Sam Webb, who had a couple of good plays. Uh, one of them, which it was a, a first, not a called fumble, but then the, after review, it was ruled a fumble. And uh, unfortunately, the refs had blown the whistle. Otherwise, he could have taken it back the other way for six. What have you made about Sam Webb and his performance in uh, recent games here and also through training camp? Yeah, he looked good. And I think he, he's making the case, too. I don't necessarily know that he will be on the roster you never know but he could be you know a candidate to to be around in some capacity maybe practice squad down the road or you know a guy that's on call for them uh, at some point during the season if they need somebody but my bigger thing is, is what you pointed out we've been screaming about this for so long it's been one of my pet issues but just let the play play out if you have replay you have it for a reason let it play out let him run it back and if it's not a fumble then you bring it back to the spot now that being said you also have to change a couple of rules they need to make replay where replay decides the call not that it's in uh not that it's indisputable because then you can let the play play out and then you can actually make the call. The reason they blow the whistle in that case, for those that are wondering, well, why do you ever blow the whistle and stop a play? Well, because you want to make a definitive call on the field because replay is so restrictive in terms of needing a definitive answer to overturn it. If you just say, hey, replay is going to make the call, then the referees can let everything play out and then use replay to actually make the call instead of making it so you have to make a definitive call on the field. That eliminates all these things. They will never blow the whistle. They'll let every play play out and then use replay to go back. That's what I would like to see. I know people don't care. They don't want to see four or five-hour games. I don't care. I'm there for a football game. I'll watch it however long it takes. Give me a replay and every play. I don't care. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'd rather see the replay and the right call made than to let things just kind of play out. And then I was like, oh, well, but 
The Patriots are coming into town. Josh McDaniels will get time this week to work his Raiders against his former team, Adam. How important is this right now that the Raiders are getting this opportunity to get some new looks before the season starts? Yeah, it's huge. And this is why players aren't playing in the preseason, by the way, for those that are wondering, oh, don't they need reps? Sure, they're going to have them against another team uh, at their joint practices. So they'll be in here. They'll have the joint practices, two days of those. And you'll see a lot of ones versus ones, ones versus twos. Uh, I think even more you'll see. Uh, for both those teams and you'll get to see their starters kind of run through what they want to do you'll see the most extensive look of the preseason from the starters for both teams although mac jones and the rest of the uh, patriots starters have played a little bit here uh, in the preseason but this is what everybody has had circled in terms of getting the starters actually ready for the regular season so i think it's huge a couple of days of those joint practices and then you'll see absolutely nobody uh, of significant play in that preseason game here at Allegiant stadium on friday night but what better timing could we have with the patriots coming to town with the biggest story in all sports right now that John Gruden blocked Tom Brady from coming to the Raiders. Just craziness that breaks in about the fourth quarter of the Raiders game. Was it Gronk and Tom Brady, though, that it seemed that it was a done deal with Dana White somehow working out this deal to happen and then John Gruden blocks it? Adam, what do you have on the details of this? Well, if you remember, we here at the Review Journal reported at the time that Dana White was trying to broker the deal to get Tom Brady, his close friend, to come to the Raiders. Uh, Mark Davis met with Tom Brady at a UFC event January 2020. Uh, It was speculated after that time that they were close to a deal. Sounds like that was confirmed tonight by not only Dana White, because I know a lot of people have reacted to the story saying, who cares what Dana White said? He's looking for publicity. Not just Dana White. Rob Gronkowski confirmed that Tom Brady had a deal in place to come to the Raiders. Now. That never happened, and there was a lot of speculation afterwards. We've heard all the you know, Tom Brady and Derek Carr comments on podcasts, and it's been a wild story the last two years, but it was denied at the time that this was the case. We had reported that that was the case, and now kind of you know, confirmation from, from those parties. I did uh, reach out to John Gruden tonight, did not hear back from him, so uh, not sure exactly what he'll have to say about this. Uh, but it did sound at the time like John Gruden didn't think Tom Brady had a whole lot of tread left on his tires. He did kind of want to stick with Derek Carr as a guy that could be around for a couple of years. So that's what happened. Uh, but at the time, it wasn't Brady and Gronk. Remember, even with the Bucks, it wasn't Brady and Gronk. Brady went there, then Gronk unretired and came out to the came to the Bucks. So that's what was going to be in the Raiders too. Brady was going to sign here, come to the Raiders, and uh, for their first year in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and then Gronk was going to join later. And Gronk did confirm that that was actually the plan, uh, but it all was blocked by John Gruden, who decided to go with Derek Carr instead. Which, as we all know from the clip from HBO, now we have our answers. Well, there you have it from Adam Hill. Make sure to check out that story along with all of our game coverage from the Raiders' third preseason game that took place in Miami today. Again, the final score, 15-13. to 13. All of our coverage up on VegasNation.com as well as in print. For Adam Hill, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you so much for tuning in. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.